Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you're all having a great day out there today. Tasty Tuesday. And well, we are in early, mid-February which is absolutely the perfect time to bail on your new New Year's resolutions, right? You made a month, 30 days, you feel good, then it's like, yeah, we're good. Actually, you know, this whole year thing, I think 30 days would be a better gig for it, you know, more realistic, easier to do, blah, 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 right? Okay, sure, get that. But if you want to make this stuff sustainable, especially, right, if you have any kind of resolutions around cleaning up, changing your diet, your food intake, um, for whatever you kind of want that to be, for whatever goals you have. Maybe you want to lose weight, maybe you want to gain weight, maybe you want just want to get more fit, right? It can be a huge variety of things. But what's your relationship with food and how sustainable are your changes? And I think oftentimes we get on a new plan, right? And I'm, I am generalizing here, but oftentimes we get on a new plan where people say, hey, you've got to eat this thing, this is the health food, or eat these top six foods for these results. That's the wrong way of doing it. I'm highly, highly recommending and encouraging that we all learn to stay within our flavor profile, at least to begin with, right? At least to gain some traction, some momentum, some sustainable ground. So, the question you should ask yourself is not when is the next time I'll have dessert or when will I be avoiding it, right? Or can I ever fulfill my cravings again? No, the question you should be asking yourself is I, am I more of a sweet or savory kind of person? Because that tells you what kind of foods you're craving. So if you're out here and you just, you know, you're more sweet, you're more savory, whatever, and you learn over time just to suppress those feelings and not have anything with that, right? You're eventually going to cave, and when you do cave, you can go back to the way it was. So, but we have to understand if you're more sweet or savory, kind of what that leads to what we can replace that with. So let's say you're more of a sweet person, right? You crave that sugar, that rush, that goodness, right? Well, maybe you allow yourself to kind of dip the foot in the water, tantalize that feeling just a little bit, right? Go with some honey. Go with some nice, fresh, rich, delicious, refreshing fruit. Okay, that's something that gets that feeling for you, right? But it's a lot healthier of alternative. Or you're more of a savory person, right? and you really crave that, like that good bag of chips or something. Well, maybe instead of that, you know, you have your old sandwich or something, then you go do a throwback to back in the day like I love doing, was putting just a couple chips, right? Maybe tortilla chips inside the sandwich, get that crunch in there. Right, or a couple pretzels here and there. Ideal, no. But can it keep this thing sustainable for the long term? Absolutely. Some people do way better with different flavors, not when it just comes to dessert type things. For myself, right, is I actually enjoy bitter foods. So for me, for health foods, right, grapefruit, oh, I'm all about that stuff. I can probably tolerate more greens, uh, like dark leafy greens, than an average person can as far as just fitting my profile for liking it. But sour foods, like a sour apple or something, now some people love um, those kind of styles, like a green apple Granny Smith or something like that. I can't stand it, man, that pucker, that sour feeling. Man, that would do anything for me. It's a big turnoff. So for me, if like there was like a health food out there that was a big sour thing, I'm like, 
yeah, I can probably live without that. Right? It gives me a little bit of empathy for these people who are having a hard time making a change. So, when you make a change for yourself, remember why you're doing it to give yourself that reason behind it, to give yourself that motivation. Well, then after you give yourself that reason, okay, how can you make it more sustainable? Well, make it fit the things that you already like, right? See how you can just make healthy substitutes, not just pure elimination. And again, guys, this is something that I do to this day still, right? Is I've got my cravings, I've got my things that I enjoy, I like. I, I'm not here to say, all right, you have to be disciplined, which means you must suppress everything. All cravings must banish forever. I think it's actually nice to have the ability to do that when you want to flip the switch, to have that self-discipline and willpower. But we're talking about sustainability here and keeping that thing going for the long run and keeping it on point on fire. And to do that, just stay within that flavor profile for now. I'll then venture out into the deep, dark woods of the abyss of opportunity and ideas after you've done that and after you're kind of on this road. So, mid-February, perfect place to quit in your habits. It's also the perfect place if you lost your habits one, two, three, four, five weeks ago, right? Or you lost your New Year's resolution seven weeks ago, aka you never set it. Now is the perfect time to kind of restart, right? There's nothing insanely magical about January 1. Alright, it's a 24-hour difference. Why does your New Year's resolution have to wait for a new year if you truly have resolve? Why is, why is there the wait? And I get it, we use momentum in our lives, right? So, let's not just use momentum with these external calendar things. Let's use momentum with the ways that we can fuel ourselves and keep it sustainable and gain traction for this. Alright, y'all. Simply not easy.